One of the things that I have struggled with quite a bit in my life, and it sometimes feels like that list is rather long, is the feeling overwhelmed with the thinking that somehow, you know, my thought patterns kind of look like this, that, you know, I'm behind, there's things that I need to catch up on, you know, there are certain tasks which I feel like need to be taken care of, I have this, you know, and I, and I think this is something that is the case with a lot of people, I know that I have talked to, you know, my share of people who struggle in some form or fashion with the emotional and mental struggles with, you know, this feeling that they somehow are behind, so to speak. They're running behind. They need to do this. They need to do this and do this. And this was supposed to be done, you know, two weeks ago. And and I realize there are things that do, you know, certainly have, you know, real uh, tangible deadlines to them. And I'm not not saying that that is not something to be concerned about with work-related situations and job responsibilities and other things in life. I realize that, you know, bills have due dates, and yes, there are certainly things that, uh, you know, that we don't want to get behind on if possible. And this is more along the lines of, this is kind of, I guess, really a combination. There are clearly times when despite our best efforts, our heart is in the right place, but for some reason, there is a deadline that we do really need to pay attention to, and we just don't necessarily get there and get it accomplished within that time frame. And then there are just the things in life that we intend to do, that we wish we can, you know, somehow do do and complete certain things. We have a certain way that we want our life to look like and to feel like and having those things taken care of the belief is is that we will feel better about ourselves and our lives and that's and I'm not questioning that it's just that we put a lot of stock in that or it's very tempting to do that and so what happens at least for me I don't know and I've talked to you know numerous people about this and it you know it's a little different for each person but the, uh, the pattern is kind of the same. You know, we have these things that we feel like need to get done. There are the certainly things that have to, to be done. And then there are things that we'd like to be done. And as those start to kind of pile up metaphorically and we get past those dates when they either have to be or we want them to be done, and that's really, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, that's the, the most challenging part of this is that after we start to really tell ourselves, you know, how behind we really are and how much, you know, how, how long of a distance we're going to have to cover and how much ground we're going to have to cover to catch up, so to speak, that it just becomes more and more overwhelming. And I know for me, pretty soon what happens is that I have a hard time distinguishing between the things with, you know, really hard deadlines and those things that I just really, you know, would like to have done by a certain time. And when I'm overwhelmed, it's hard for me to really deal with, 
you know, these as individual things and just the, 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 the weight of all of these things in its totality is just sometimes too much for me to bear emotionally and physically. It just, it, it literally does feel like a weight bearing down on me. And I've talked to enough people and heard the, you know, this particular phrase, you know, it weighs on us. It somehow, you know, exerts that type of pressure upon us. And I know that there's not any real, necessarily any real quick fix for this. I know that a lot of people try to address this with, with productivity, trying to increase our productivity, trying to be able to do more in less time. And I know that is usually a pretty common answer to this problem and this challenge. Uh, there is a lot of, of effort sometimes put behind, you know, uh, improving planning and believing that if we can be more productive and plan more effectively, that we're going to get, you know, on top of all this and we're going to actually catch up with these things that we need to do and not be behind, so to speak, anymore. And I went through, you know, numerous incarnations of trying to reinvent myself to be more productive, to plan more effectively, to just do things better in some way. And it all really falls within the uh, the purview of self-improvement. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, and I think those things can be helpful in, you know, in their place. Those things can actually help us. But I am speaking more really about I guess the way that I'm looking at this, or the best way to put this is, that this is really not about self-improvement. This is not about doing anything better or faster or being more effective. What I'm really focusing on here is being able to cope more mindfully with what we do to ourselves by our self-talk and our thoughts that we engage in regarding our feelings about these things that really can make a difference in us suffering less emotionally and physically. And that's really what this is about. And the only way that I've been able to find that I can cope more effectively and not feel so overwhelmed and feel, you know, and not feel so behind with everything that I need to do and there, you know, it's almost like an, you know this feeling that I need to what I need to do to catch up gets, you know, that gets further and further away from me, and I feel more and more overwhelmed with each passing day. That's really where I wanted to utilize my mindfulness practice to help start to really work with my thoughts and my habitual reactions, which are usually stress-related. They're usually some sort of of, uh, pushing against or resisting the realities that I was dealing with and it usually you know was trying to you know these you know these were you know things that I was doing to myself in response to feeling like I was getting further and further behind and it was going to get harder and harder to catch up with all these things that I needed to do and so it was really a lot about focusing on first of all being aware of the fact that I was struggling with this and not just struggling with it, but it was, you know, it was really being aware of what I was thinking, how I was talking to myself, 
what kind of story was I telling myself? What kind of identity that I was developing as the person that's always running behind? The person that is always running to try to catch up with things. And so with mindfulness, I was able to just be with those, the, you know, be with those feelings and be with those thoughts that I was having and just be aware of it. And, and as I've said many times before, it is, it's very simple to be aware. It's just not easy to be aware. It is, uh, it's a discipline that, you know, any of us has the ability to develop, but it's a matter of, are we really willing to sit with all of these thoughts about how we're feeling, you know, with all these different situations in our lives. And for me, it really has helped. It has not been easy to sit with these feelings and to sit with these thoughts that I'm having. And by just being aware that I'm having these thoughts and that I'm having these internal reactions really allows me to see that the situation itself may not be, in some cases, as bad as I believe that it is. In some cases, it is dire. It is serious. But at the end of the day, if there is something that I've needed to do or get done that is, you know, past due, or it's past time to actually have that completed, there may be complications, or there may be so many things that so many parts and pieces to that that even if I'm aware of the fact that this is something that needs to be attended to, you know, it may take, it really may take some time depending on what, what it is that I need to catch up on that I may not be able to do that immediately. And that's really where mindfulness has also helped because I have realized that it's, it's important for me to continue to be aware that I am just a human being that is capable of so much. And if I overlook something, if I missed something, if I, for whatever reason, was distracted with something else and did not take care of something, it's really first about just being aware that I'm feeling badly about myself because of that. And, and, and a lot of, for at least for me, the more that I have slowed things down and really taken a de- deeper look at what's going on inside of me, what is, you know, how am I reacting and responding to finding myself in this position of being behind and needing to catch up? You know, how am I actually treating myself through this process? And this is one of those that because I have, you know, it's, it, this is a mechanism, the whole idea of needing to have things done and to, and to not, and to be ahead of things, not behind them puts a lot of pressure on me to feel like that I'm the type of person that can actually take care of everything and and do this in the time that's allotted for that and to meet my own expectations for myself. And when I don't do that or I can't do that, what ends up happening is is that, you know, the awareness through mindfulness practice that not only am I not able to take care of these things, and get them finished in the time that's allotted for it. But I am also making it so much harder on myself by beating myself up emotionally and judging myself so harshly because of that. And I'm struggling because if I can catch myself wanting to have this identity 
and to really give it energy to be this person that's always, you know, caught up with everything and has everything taken care of. I needed to really question that identity because that was setting me up to put additional pressure on myself that I really probably, in most cases, didn't need to put on myself. There, there was no need for me to make this this much more difficult when instead I could just simply be who I am as a human being doing my best and making my best efforts. And my heart, if, if, if my heart is in the right place and I really want to do my best, that's all I can really do is the best that I can do. So this is one of those where, you know, just the awareness can lead to, first of all, getting an insight into how I'm talking to myself, how I'm feeling about myself, and then also how I'm treating myself when I am not performing at a level that I expect of myself, which could very well be, and in my case, I know in many cases, has been unreasonable. The expectations for myself have been unreasonable. And once I'm aware of these things, I can start... The idea here isn't to just start trying to make changes. And it's not about... This is not about self-improvement. This is really about just being more aware of how we're thinking. And what our habitual reactions are to, you know, to these, this feeling of being, uh, this feeling of being in, in, inadequate and somehow not being able to get everything accomplished that we expect from ourselves. And in terms of coping, what it really comes down to is that if I really can't clearly see and be aware of the fact that I am setting myself up for potential failure, by harboring these unrealistic expectations for myself. And there may be situations where others have unrealistic expectations of me. I can't really control that. There may be a situation where I need to address that with someone. And those are always on a case-by-case situation because the the dynamics of each situation in each interpersonal relationship are different. So I can't really necessarily say what's best. It's really on a case-by-case situation. But in terms of coping, I really am looking at how my thinking, how my self-talk, the the way that I cause myself stress by continuing to visualize myself getting further and further and further behind. And then pretty soon I'm telling myself there's no way I'm ever going to be able to catch back up. And then I become the person that is always running behind, that never feels good about themselves. I, you know, it's the, 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 the more, this, it's amazing how complex this can get. And every time I go through another cycle of doing this, of telling myself this is what the problem is, identifying with being the person who is always running behind and inadequate and needs to catch up and, and get these things taken care of, I'm not really trying to, when I'm doing all this, I'm just really in emotional upheaval. And it ultimately can lead to what I refer to as an emotional meltdown. That's where the weight of this gets so heavy. It gets so overwhelming that I just don't see any particular solution for this 
that all I want to do is throw my hands up and give up. And I've been there before many, many times. I just don't know how to put the neck, you know, my foot, the foot in, you know, one foot in front of the next, one foot in front of the other, and just try to see my way through this. So this is really, in terms of coping, this is really important to be able to, the awareness itself of what we're doing to ourselves and the way that we're treating ourselves when we feel like we are running behind and need to catch up on things directly affects our ability to cope with everyday life because there will always be, as I'm sure everyone knows, there will always be so many things that are out of our control. People will expect things from us and need things or want things from us and we can't control that or make that stop. And we can run and hide, but it will always come find us. And when we when we are at a point where we are so overwhelmed with all of our thoughts about our feelings of, of being inadequate and not being able to get everything caught up, every time someone needs something from us, we feel further and further behind. And it just really reinforces that feeling of inadequacy and of not being able to to get caught up. And after a while, you know, resentment can build up. People, you know, will genuinely need things from us and there will be a tendency to feel resentful because it's, you know, it's not that, that what they're asking for is unreasonable, but we are already so much in our own emotional tailspin. We are already going into each day feeling badly enough about being behind and having a whole plate full of things that we need to catch up on, so to speak, that there's really no room for us to deal with the spontaneous things that come up in life that we can't control. And so, you know, where the awareness really feeds into an increased ability to cope through mindfulness practice is just being aware because if I already can be aware of the fact that I am making things so much harder than they need to be by my own thinking about feeling behind, hopefully when something happens that I can't control and that thing happens that we wish doesn't or wouldn't happen does, we don't have to get angry or upset at that person because they legitimately may need something from us. And it's really not their problem or their issue that we are struggling with our own stuff. And it's not that they don't care or that they you know, don't feel bad for us. It's just that everyone is in a position you know, where they have, we all have to deal with our own stuff in some way, in the way that's best for us or not. And clearly not doing that leads to a decreased ability or an inability to cope in any meaningful and reasonable and healthy way. And then there is a whole list of, of suffering, things that we can do to ourselves to cause suffering for, from, you know, for ourselves when we're not coping. So if I can just, at the very least, if I don't do anything else, if I can just be aware that however I'm thinking about how I'm feeling about being behind on one or more things in my life that are it's consuming my energy and it's consuming my thoughts. If I can just be aware that the lens that I'm seeing this through is biased and that I am seeing this through a very, very self-critical lens, my expectations for myself uh, are sometimes very biased. 
if I can just be aware that this is a story that I'm telling myself about a character that however I see myself, that's the character that's in this story. And that's generally not really me and who I really am at my deepest essence. That's not really who I am. And if I can just be aware of that, I don't necessarily need to know who I really am. And I don't really necessarily need to know how I'm supposed to be because I really am just however, you know, however I find myself, wherever I find myself, that's really who I am without me telling myself that's who I really am. And so if I can be more aware of just the fact that I am, you know, my thinking is not helping. My thoughts about being in this situation are actually like a, it's a closed loop and it's basically just continuing to reinforce my feelings of inadequacy, of not being able to take care of everything that I need to take care of. And if I can just be aware that I am continuing to feed that process through my negative self-talk, not judging myself at all, if I can just start to be aware of the fact that I am making this worse for myself through my own habitual internal reactions and my own habits of thought. These are usually patterns in which we tend to very easily repeat over and over again without realizing it. And if I can just start to have a little bit of headspace and start to see that, if I can just start to see, you know, and have a little more headspace and realize that so much of what this feels like is because I'm telling myself how it feels. And that if I will let go of the attachment to needing to tell myself so much about what's going on, that if I can let go of my need to identify with this identity of being this person that is inadequate and falling behind, that I can start to actually see what's really going on. And it may very well be that things are not as dire as I think that they are. And then if I can just be aware that so much of why this feels so bad is because of the way I'm making myself feel about it, my harsh judgment of myself, my disappointment in myself, my frustration with myself, and these feelings also get extended to those around us that we're dealing with on our daily lives. And in many cases, our feelings about others, we can find that that causes other people suffering through the way that we can tend to lash out at people or shut people out when we're trying to protect ourselves against more people asking us or needing things from us. And then we're not really as open with other people as we want to be. We're not really able to be there for other people in a way that we hope that we can be. And we have to be careful about that too because we can, some of us, and myself included, who deal with people-pleasing behavior, that's a whole other, really a whole other thing is that we can, you know, part of catching up can be all these things that I think I need to do for other people. And it's not that they necessarily even need me or want me or asking me to do them. It's just I'm putting my own expectations on myself and putting pressure on myself to be there for these people and to do these things for them. And if I can just, and this is really just a start, this is, but it is enough. And I have have worked with enough people who have found that just by making these strides forward in being just being aware of when they are thinking 
are talking to themselves in a way that's causing suffering for themselves in response to feeling overwhelmed and feeling inadequate and feeling like they're running behind all the time. And then really paying attention to how they're treating themselves and, you know, how harshly are they judging themselves? You know, how badly are they talking to themselves about themselves? You know, is our self-talk about ourselves? Not that we're really actually talking to ourselves, but it's just, you know, how is our negative self-talk making this situation worse? And really just by doing those two things, we can give ourselves a tremendous ability to cope more effectively. And I realize all of the things that we feel like we're behind on and that we need to catch up on, there will be a point at which we will want to, if we really want to deal with this situation and try to reduce our own suffering in a logistical way, then we, you know, we'll have to be able to have more headspace to be able to sit down and critically think about what we really are capable of doing and what is the best way to move forward. You know, this is where I find myself. I have these things that need to be taken care of. And I find that if I can go into critically thinking and do and into that logic, what I call the logistical phase, if I can do that more aware of how I have really made this so much worse for myself and how it's really my thinking and my habitual reactions that are what makes this feel so bad and the way that I'm identifying as an inadequate person that isn't taking care of things. If I can let go of the need to believe everything I'm thinking about how I'm feeling, I can be in a much better position to more dispassionately and more logistically think about how I can really take, you know, what can I really do and when can I really have it finished? And I will find generally that I will suffer less. I will make it much less difficult on myself. I will be able to open my heart back up to other people because I'm doing what I need to do for for myself. And mindfulness and mindful coping for me have really helped me. And it's not to say that it will make all these things go away. It's not a magic wand. It's not, you know, we don't start practicing mindfulness and go to some, you know, place of nirvana or some place of calm where all these things just magically go away. What we're really doing instead is we're really training our minds to be more aware of what we're doing to ourselves. And it's how our thinking about how we're feeling is affecting our lives and our life experiences. And to be able to see that in many cases, so much of our suffering is caused by ourselves. And it's very, very tough at first to see that and own up to that. And it's very human to cause ourselves suffering because with these minds that we have, we're wired to think in certain ways. We're wired to react to things internally in certain ways. But it doesn't mean it's what's best for us. It doesn't mean it's what's going to set us up to live the most effective and satisfying lives. And I think that mindfulness and mindful coping are just tools that can help us actually be more centered, to be more in the moment, to be here and not somewhere else in our minds overreacting to this incredibly difficult feeling of being behind and needing to catch up. And in many cases, it's not all the stuff. I know sometimes I've tended to blame 
other people and all the stuff that I need to catch up on for what's making me so miserable in my life. But what I'm finding is that it's really not their fault and it's not really the stuff that needs to be caught up and finished that I'm behind on. It's really my thinking and my self-talk about where I find myself in these situations. It's really so much about how I'm treating myself due to the stress that I'm causing myself by the way that I'm thinking about how I'm feeling and the way that I'm talking to myself. That, those are the things that really are, are what causes me suffering. And if I can just get to a place where I can be more aware and to really cut myself some slack and let myself be human and begin to really see things for how they really are, I may very well be able to cope more effectively. I can't necessarily reduce the complexity of my life in a lot of cases, but I can certainly reduce the complexity that I cause myself through my own internal reactions to things. I can simplify things in my own mind when I can be more aware of what I'm doing to make this so much harder than it has to be. And, and to love myself through the process and to be kind and gentle to myself through the process, that is really the way forward. And then I can be in a much better position to logistically figure out how I can begin to put things back together, so to speak, and get things taken care of and feel better about myself and be able to more effectively be there for others and to open my heart up to them and to ultimately be more effectively be of service to others.